This is Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. We're going to talk seasonal affective disorder, and I have Dr. Craig Sawchuk, clinical psychologist and co-chair of Mayo Clinic's Division of Integrated Behavioral Health. Good morning, Dr. Craig, Dr. Sawchuk. Can I call you Dr. Craig? I like to be informal around here. Sure, that totally works for me, Jill. Okay, Thank you. Great. Well, I think just starting with, um, you know, just a definition, I think we've heard of seasonal affective disorder, but but what is it? Right. So we think of seasonal affective disorder as a recurrent mood disorder. And what's unique about seasonal affective disorder is a mood reliably changes during a certain time of the year. And typically when we think of winter depression or or typical seasonal affective disorder, we think of our mood just gradually declining around fall, late fall, early winter months. And then that mood just naturally improving right around late spring, early summer. And really that the changes in our mood really are tied in with the changes in the season rather than other stressors or other things going on. Well, I mean, how common is this? I mean, it sounds like just about anybody could suffer from it. Oh, very much so. So we think of, you know, standard winter blues, you know, when we all start to feel a little bit more sluggish and our mood kind of bogs down a little bit, you know, anywhere between 15 to 20% of us report that, but it may not necessarily get in the way of our day-to-day functioning. But for people that experience, you know, the severity and the weight of those symptoms to the point where it does get in the way of their day-to-day functioning, that could be anywhere between 1% to 3% of the population. Now, uh, lucky us, we're in uh, Minnesota, so we're in more of the northern hemisphere, so those rates actually tend to go up. But if you actually travel um, southward uh, during the winter months, those rates of seasonal depression actually go down. When does it go beyond standard winter blues? I mean, how do you know if you're suffering from it? Right. So we think of, you know, one of the unique features of seasonal depression is it's almost like it creates symptoms uh, that we think of like a hibernation type of syndrome. Um, so our mood may start to feel more blah, maybe not necessarily depressed, but a lot more flat, more blah. Then you tend to see that that just a lot of fatigue and, and wanting to sleep more, um, carbohydrate cravings, loading, weight gain. So we just like really slow down. But it really gets to the point where it becomes a clinical problem is that when it does really start to get in the way of day-to-day activities, so it could lead to work absenteeism, not taking care of things around the home, a lot more social avoidance or withdrawal. So when it really starts to get in the way of our functioning on a day-to-day basis, then that's when it becomes a problem. Well, I would think that there are some people listening right now that are thinking, ooh, I think that's maybe where I'm going. So what course of action should someone take if, you know, they're kind of relating to what you're saying right now? Or it's like, yeah, this might be going on a little more than standard winter blues, but really kind of full blown that seasonal affective disorder. Right. So we have really three options. So the first pass is some of these low intensity things that all of us can do. And then honestly are helpful to us really at any point in time in our lives. Mm -hmm. But these are more just um, health behavior changes. So remember, one of the big things about seasonal depression is it tries to get us to slow down and to sleep and hibernate. So we want to make sure that we have a reliable, you know, mornings uh, routine, um, getting up early, going to bed at at the same time every evening. So 
kind of avoiding the naps, exercise, eating healthy, always helpful for us, and also staying socially connected, which can be a little bit more challenging, you know, these days Mm -hmm. uh, during the pandemic. But these are like some of these low-intensity habit changes that we can make. Even getting outside for a little bit every day can be helpful. If we need to kick it up a notch, then we want to think about using light therapy. And light therapy um, can be a great intervention. You know, what we encourage people to do um, is to, uh, first off, get a light box that's um, 10,000 lux in intensity. And then we start using it right around that time of year that our mood starts to reliably go down, that we use that light box for about 20 minutes, maybe up to a half hour within the first hour of waking up in the morning. So that's really important that we actually start to use it right at the start of the day. You want to keep that light box uh, about an arm's length away from you. You want to keep your eyes open. Uh, You don't have to stare at the light, but keep your eyes open and doing other things. And keep using that actually throughout the entire winter um, until the time where your mood starts to reliably improve. So again, maybe in that spring, summertime. So that's kind of that that next level. Light boxes are really well tolerated as well too. So that's a great low intensity intervention. The third option is if we need to step it up from there, that's where I would encourage people to speak with our primary care uh, provider, family medicine provider, and consider additional treatment options. A couple of treatment options that can also be helpful is one referring to a uh, counselor or a therapist who has expertise in cognitive behavioral therapy. This is a skill-building approach that can really help people work on um, changing behaviors and working on on their thinking um, that can help them actually reduce those symptoms of seasonal depression. And then another potential option is um, being prescribed an antidepressant medication, and that can be actually be helpful for folks as well. Dr. Sachuk, does vitamin D play into any of this? Because I remember talking with my primary care physician and having like my vitamin D level checked, and it was way low. Yeah, welcome to the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. So we do know that uh, vitamin D gets depleted among folks uh, with lower light exposure. And that's, again, what happens this time of year. Um, interestingly enough, uh, when we've actually looked at trials of vitamin D supplementation, we actually usually don't see that that um, has clinically significant effects on treating seasonal depression. Okay. It's one of those types of um, interventions that falls in that potentially that wellness category. It probably doesn't hurt to give it a try because mm-hmm. vitamin D is also uh, influences other systems in our body. But I think for people that are experiencing clinically significant symptoms, we don't just want to hang our hat on a vitamin D supplement. That could be part of a larger package and especially a larger package of health behavior changes and then even light box therapy that we know are more evidence-based. All right. Well, that's good to know. I'm on the line with Dr. Craig Sawchuk, and we're talking about seasonal affective disorder. You know, so it sounds like some of those self-care habits are important, you know, the exercise, the nutrition, you know, even vitamins. And then, you know, at first when you said light therapy, I thought, oh, a little light therapy, but actual light therapy. (laughs) But then, you know, a little light therapy after that, maybe um, another way to intervene. So, um, Dr. Craig, Craig, I wonder, you know, as we wrap up here talking about seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD, because of course it is, is there anything else people, you know, should be watching out for? Because we're at that time of year where 
we're heading into those cold winter weeks here in Minnesota. Exactly. So as we get into the colder winter weeks, it, it gets harder sometimes to justify getting outside. <laughs> so it's normal for most of us to kind of stay indoors. Um, but we're all going to hope for a milder winter because we know that actually being able to get outside, say, on a cloudy day, you know, the light intensity is, is around we, around 3,000 uh, lux. If, if it's actually a clear blue sky day where the sun is coming down but it's really cold outside, that's actually 50,000 lux. So even being able to get outside on those really cold days, even if it's just for a little bit of time and maybe puttering around in your yard, that would be great. But I think it's like really, really important that we get up and get going first thing in the morning. You know, have that normal routine, watch out that urge to sleep in, get those lights on, get a shower, get dressed, all of these behaviors that signal to the brain, oh, it's time to wake up and, and get going. So even just turning on the lights and opening up the blinds can be helpful. But look at all those other behaviors that are part of our normal wake-up routine will actually be very helpful with helping to wake up the brain and get going uh, first thing in the morning. When well, you're listening to Wellness Wednesday here on The Current's Morning Show, on the subject of seasonal affective disorder, I've been talking with Dr. Craig Sawchuk, clinical psychologist and co-chair of Mayo Clinic's Division of Integrated Behavioral Health. Well, Dr. Craig, I appreciate your time this morning and uh, some of those tips you're offering and some things to watch out for as, uh, you know, we head into these cold months here in Minnesota. Great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Our producer is Anna Weggel, and our digital producer is Jay Gabler. Our theme music is a portion of the song FB1 Number no. 2 by Christian Bjorklund under the non-commercial Sharealike 3.0 international license. Head to thecurrent.org for more wellness content and great music.